It's almost Bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold Bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold, Bush. Enjoy responsibly. Bush beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Daytona's Garage is a dream factory where the improbable becomes reality. Being a dream of performance, design, or style, we make the blank canvas of your vehicle into a personal masterpiece. Detail, commitment, and craftsmanship transforms your dreams into something enjoyed for the miles ahead. Simple to complex, we're devoted to putting imagination into your driveway. The Daytona's Garage. Your ride, our passion. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Trackside with Randy and Terry. I'm Terry Turner alongside the campaigning Randy Dye. Randy, you know, you and I both, we love restoring cars and we love that, those kind of things. And, and uh, we're not that young anymore ourselves. We love old things, you know, old cars, antiques, all that stuff. Um, I was reading somewhere that you were considering maybe restoring uh, one of the trains from past presidents that went around. Is that a true story? Or is that something Rusty made up? Or Yeah, what? well, th- listen, if it came out of Rusty's mouth, you, I would say the first thing you better do is question it. Okay? Um, not really question his motivation, because his motiva- motivation is always good. You just got to question Rusty, period. Okay? Rusty, it, as a matter of fact, you remember back in the day, our day, since we're talking about old things, and uh, we had the uh, the Batman characters. You remember the Penguin, and you remember um, uh, the Joker, uh, and and then you remember maybe the Riddler. And the Riddler was all question marks. There, that's Rusty. I think, as a matter of fact, it would be appropriate since Rusty is one of those kinds of he has all kinds of costumes. I think it would be good to see Rusty show up at a uh, New Smyrna event some night. In a Riddler costume. What do you think? <laughs> well, all right. Do you really want to know what I think? Well, I think now we got Rusty on the phone, so we're going to hear it no matter what. Well, then we're going we're gonna to get we're going to get to Rusty, but uh, here's the thing: I ask you a direct question about yeah. restoring a train, oh. and you did not give me a direct answer. You went off on a tangent about Rusty. So well, are you? I, I, are you becoming a politician or, or oh, what? Oh, my goodness. That didn't take very long. Wow. Holy what do you think, oh. Rusty? I'm not oh. even sure what I just stepped in, but it doesn't yeah. smell very good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, uh, you know what? Let's say it this way. I am a, I am a regular Volusia County resident who has entered the political <clears throat> process. How's that? Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. So, Rusty, just so just to get you wired in, because we didn't have you yet, I'm, I have to be very careful about putting you guys together in certain aspects 
of my intro, uh, but we were talking about Randy's campaign, and I was saying that you had told me that he was going to restore an old train from past presidents, and he accused you of being like the Batman series character, the Riddler. So I don't think don't I really accused trust- him. I thought there was a lot of similarities. <laughs> and you do have a lot of costumes, Rusty. Um, hey, you know what? It's family fun night at New Smyrna Speedway this Saturday night. <laughs> you can send me a check, Randy. <laughs> okay, and, so, and so in light of that, Rusty, when are you going to be running for office as well? Holy cow. Oh, never. <laughs> okay, well, you do have a big family fun night coming up, but tell us about last week. I mean, you're getting races in. The weather's holding off. Things are going good. Talk to us briefly about what happened last week. Well, actually, the weather isn't holding off. We had two rain delays last weekend. Got a little crazy. Um, but uh, uh, Robert Robert Hart was there, and he's the owner of the track, of course. And I was sitting there trying to decide what to do because we'd had the one rain shower come in, and it took the heat out of the track, but the track dried quickly. And I'm like going, I don't know if I can get the second round done. And he said, you give it 45 minutes. And I said, you got it. And I went out there and started drying the track, and it actually cooperated really well. Um, it, was, it was a little bit of a late night because, you know, we had the 75-lap uh, modified race. Uh, Jason Lester, <laughs> he took control of that thing real easy. Um, he's, been, he's been like crazy out there this year in the modifieds. Um, the, 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 the rains finally went away. Uh, we got the night in, and then we're now we're looking forward to Family Fun Night. And, of course, the star attraction for Family Fun Night is the fan drags or fan participation or whatever you want to call it, where you can bring your own car out there, register it, and we go one-on-one around the track for one lap. And that's how we set up our grand finale and the grand finale is where we put all of them out there at the same time for about five laps afterwards now these are all street cars tagged licensed insured what you go to work in okay well hold on i'm going to jump in here for you just a minute okay because i want to i want to keep you out of trouble rusty all right okay okay uh so they are insured in everyday life I would not, if I were you, attempt to file an insurance claim if there's something that happens during that evening's performance. Oh, yeah, I hadn't got to that point yet because uh, yeah, we did have a $77,000 Mustang Shelby hit the wall during one of these races a few years ago. You can check it out on uh, on the Internet, uh, Mustang Wreck at New Smyrna Speedway, $77,000 GT350, hit the wall twice on the infield wall, destroyed the car, and they said, well, guess we'll just put the motor in something else. <laughs> because oh there was goodness. no weight. Now, back in the days of old, what people would do is if they wrecked their car doing something like this, they'd have somebody drag it down the street or they'd limp it down the street and wherever there was a guardrail at, and they would sit it there and say, hey, this happened. But with today's technology and information supply like we have it, there is no way, and that Mustang was a one-off, uh, the coloration, the whole nine yards, there was no way. And the video on that one went viral. For some reason, people like to see Mustangs get wrecked. I don't get it. 
you know, you know, if you today in today's world, Rusty, the one cool cool thing that would happen if you attempted to collect um, on uh, that type of situation, you would also get a new residence. A new what? A new residence. What's that? It's, it's called the Volusia County Jail <laughs> for insurance fraud. <laughs> You'd get to meet Mr. Chitwood real quick, huh? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the state attorney would. You'd become. You'd be. You'd be on a first name basis, buddy. <laughs> and you know, I was at a track one time where they were having a drifting event. Somebody had this little Miata. They lost control of it and they whacked it into the wall. And they said, "Hey, we don't have a way to get home. Can we leave it inside your building until Tuesday or Wednesday when we can come get it?" I said, "Sure." Well, about Tuesday, I get a phone call from the guy's insurance company. And he says, hey, we understand that one of our clients' uh, cars hit a uh, guardrail leaving your facility. Well, first of all, not that I ever plan to run for politics, but I'm not going to ruin that. And I'm certainly not going to go to jail for somebody's wrecked Miata. I said, like hell, I said he slammed the wall when he was drifting it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know it is what it is. If you're gonna, if you're going to play, you got to be able to you got, you got to be able to hang with the big boys and know that you're kind of on your own. So right. I just want to make like sure say, you don't. It's like yep. they say: play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Rusty, is there is there a, a new or old? year limit on these cars so, so a brand new car could uh, run or a 69 camaro could run or what we actually have there? i think it's a 64 volvo that's running with us on a regular oh basis my gosh. um we have right. we've had everything from that right up to brand new cars i understand there's some cars coming from up north now this this fan drag stuff or whatever you want to call it is really catching on across the country um, there's an S10 that's based out of the New York area. And you might think, well, what's the deal? Because they're not really winning that much. Um, this guy is supposed to be bringing some cars down from uh, the New York area to participate in this event. Now, he was having some engine problems. He's been meaning to come down here and be part of this. Uh, but they travel in for this thing, and it's the craziest thing you've ever seen because they really love it. They're having a good time. That's what matters, and here we go. <laughs> well, there's a little thing called YouTube. Yes, uh, that uh, you know you monetize that the right way. And, you don't and, have to win a whole lot, right? <laughs> and it, and it and it's really crazy the way that it does, and and you know the the, the people that do it, it's a it's a true niche. Um, they they. They live and breathe for this kind of stuff, and uh, I mean it's 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 crazy. <coughs> and you, know, you get to watch all this stuff for just. Are you ready? Just five yes. bucks. How much? Five bucks. Kids eleven and under, of course, are always free. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks else, for where adults. Else can you, where else can you take your wife and your kids and yourself? For ten bucks and have fun. Well, with the deal like that, you could afford to take your wife and girlfriend. Oh, yeah, you want to put them in gosh. different bleakers, though. <laughs> 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 However, 
However, I got a, a, little co- I got a couple might be worth of the price of admission in itself. <laughs> I got a couple of friends that are funeral directors. You keep up that stuff. That's you're gonna need to talk to one of them. <laughs> gotcha. Well, it sounds like a whole lot of fun. Now, here's a, here's one more question on that five bucks. I mean, what a deal! Because there is so much excitement, and especially the guys running Mustangs into the wall. But uh, in, what do they have to be there at any certain time on this deal? Uh, now, the cars the cars are going to do the fan participation races. Uh, they need to get there by six o'clock ish or so, so they can get registered at the back gate. They'll take it to the back gate, and, and they'll have to sign. They have to sign some paperwork because our business is all about waivers. And, of course, when you're putting your car out there, whether it's a 64 Volvo or a 2023 Challenger Hellcat, it's all got to be signed away. So is the waiver in the passenger seat? Is that the way that works? (laughs) Actually, we number the cars that we know that uh, we put a little uh, shoe polish on the windshield so that we know we have the car signed in because we don't want any of them sneaking in. <laughs> you know, Rusty, uh, you could sell probably a big sponsorship to that particular race to, like, Farmers Insurance or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right, Rusty, that is big time, and what a great place to bring your family. No doubt about that. And five bucks, holy cow, that is a big big deal tell everybody what time everything kicks off and give them the website and the rest of the info big daddy absolutely and don't forget we have our regular racing divisions racing that night too you can check us out at new support of speedwayusa.com of course we're located right on the action corner of 44 and 415 just five dollar general admission kids 11 and under free be there all right, Rusty, before I let you go, Danica has a quick question here. She's asking if you, for next week's show you could wear your Riddler costume. How do you know I don't have it on now? Oh, uh, my God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, with that, as Forrest Gump would say, that's all we're going to say about that. Good night, <laughs> Rusty. Great one. Bye, Rusty. <laughs> Holy cow. Does he get nuttier uh, than a fruitcake even more and more every week? Randy, or is it just me? I think you know. I've known him a long time, and uh, that is the that is the original right there. That that is him. He is uh, no. <laughs> he's never changed. It's the same guy. Well, he's got a lot of energy, and he sure is fun to talk to. No doubt about that. Okay, I got a question for you. Oh, do boy. you remember? Because you are a historian, I do not. I did not remember this until I met with this gentleman yesterday, but do you remember Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, doing um, a run with with fans in some sort of some sort of streetcar Pontiac Grand Am or something like that? Do you remember anything about that? Man, I, that, that one, uh, hmm, I'm not su- sure I do. Well, I met a gentleman that is a big fan, a uh, big fan of the show yesterday, and uh, he was showing me his tattoo of the number three, and yep. uh, his name is Brian, and uh, he was telling me about, he happened to be at some gathering, Dale, was junior, Dale Sr. was there, and I just asked the, the small group that was there, hey, does anybody want to take a run around the track with me in this car? And only two guys volunteered, and Brian was one of them that got to ride around the racetrack. Huh? Well, 
that's pretty cool. Oh my gosh! I mean, he's. I think he's still uh, excited about it, and it was many years ago, of course. But it was pretty neat to to run into another Okie that had had this experience and was a huge NASCAR fan. So, you know, there's still lots of huge NASCAR fans out there, Randy. There's no doubt about that. Matter of fact, we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we get into the show because I've got some uh, numbers on last week's ratings and um, uh, a Forbes report. So it's going to be kind of cool because it's it's good news, no doubt about that. Meanwhile, okay, yeah. you were okay. at Pocono last week for the truck race. Daniel Dye finished 17th uh, in that race. Tell us about the race and how did Daniel do and what's happening. Yeah, you know, I'd say we we were close to having a top 10 truck. Um, maybe, I mean, just definitely somewhere between probably the top 10 and the top 15. I think I could say that. Um, we got a, in the final stage, we got a bad restart. He struggled pretty much the whole race with restarts. We feel like the gear ratio was in the transmission was um, maybe not optimum for us in that situation. Uh, ran really good. Um, the team did a great job. Um, I think we qualified 20th, I believe. Yeah, pretty sure that's right. Um, um, they worked on the car. They got it better for sure with the truck i said car the truck um and um you know i think things were rolling along they're pretty good and and we had a even though the restart on that final stage wasn't very good he kind of was he, he made he went way wide and was making a pass going down that front straightaway and the 42 just moved all the way down the racetrack and i'm telling when i tell you blocking that doesn't even come close um, the uh, Daniel hit him uh, square, um, and it put a big old dent in the in the front right front of that truck, which kind of screwed up our, the rest of the the rest of the run. Um, took all the momentum away. Uh, don't even know. We, we're still trying to figure out what the, what the forty two was doing. Um, and uh, I can just tell you that uh, it's probably better for for that 42 truck that it was Daniel Dye driving the 43 as opposed to Randy Dye. Uh, yeah. it, it wouldn't have been the same experience. Daniel's a really, uh, he's a very, in, in, and I don't blame him. I mean, I, that what I just said was probably expecting, it's probably not real, what way I really want him to behave. But uh, I've been, I've raced a long time, and that kind of stuff you just can't put up with. Uh, you, 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 if you do, they're going to do it to you all the time. So, uh, but he's a rookie, and that was only his 15th race in a truck ever. Um, most everybody in the field has run uh, more truck races than him. Even some of the other rookies, they ran select truck races last year. So he's he's the the least experienced uh, rookie truck driver out there, and, and he tar- he tries very hard to. Um, to talk to the veterans and learn from the veterans, be respectful of the veterans. Uh, but in that piece, um, without a doubt, uh, he, that, that whole relationship was, um, was taken advantage of. And, um, you know, uh, it's unfortunate for sure. Uh, but I will, I will tell you, I think ultimately, we're pretty pleased with our progress. Um, 
it was great to have a champion container on the on the truck uh, that for that race. There several of their their team were in attendance. Uh, they were there pre-race. They were there during the race. Uh, you know, we we were able to entertain them. Uh, it was it was a great experience that that way. So, um, uh, you know, I. I uh, I, we we get to have champion container on the on the truck again, uh, full on uh, wrap in uh, Bristol. Uh, so uh, very excited, very excited about that part of it. And and again, you know, seventeenth doesn't sound all that good to me. I, I you know we get compliments all the time about how how he's doing and all that sort of stuff. Um, I know Daniel wasn't satisfied with it. Um, uh, but if I take it on the big picture, um, I think uh, we're pretty pleased with our progress, especially after those first seven races where we had so many problems, um, you know, just getting the truck on the racetrack. So, um, you know, all in all, and then off we go. We're going to Richmond in 200. You know, it's really strange. We go 60 laps last week in um, Pocono which is 150 miles, and we're going 250 laps uh, this week in Richmond, which is 125 miles. So um, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a Saturday race. Luckily, it's at 7.30 p.m. in the evening, so it might be a little bit cooler. Uh, it's going to be hot. You're right. Definitely. Uh, that's a long way. I got a quick fan question before we move on re- regarding – Daniel, uh, he's asking, is the driver of the 43 a graduate of the Denny Hamlin Driving School? Mm-hmm. Uh, the driver of the 43 or the 42? No, I meant to say the 42. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I can't, I, I don't know what to tell, I don't, I don't know how to answer this question. I don't understand what took place. Um, and, um, I don't know that there's going to be an answer that would be acceptable. So probably there won't be a lot of conversation about it, I don't think. Uh, No tire going down, no steering issues, none of that. Nothing like that. No. Mm. Nothing like that. Okay. All right. Well, Richmond is a whole new ball game, and uh, it's it's coming up as soon as you get off the air. Bam, you're going to to the races with Daniel. So, as always, all of us – here and all the fans are rooting for Daniel. So, uh, bottom line, seventeenth, like you said, I know Daniel's not satisfied with it, but boy, the experience he's getting and on the racetrack with Kyle Busch, who goes on to win that race. You know, I think it's uh, you know you, I'm not exactly the the biggest Kyle Busch fan in the in the world, but you can't. There's no way. Um, there's no way to. Uh, demean, criticize, uh, in any way, shape, or form his talent. And, and it's not just, by the way, it's not just in driving. Um, he knows how to set stuff up. I mean, he knows what it takes to get a, a truck um, to be in a position for a driver to go fast. Um, you know, there, it's, you could still you could take a truck, and if it's not set up properly, it's very, very difficult for a driver to go fast. So Kyle Busch is one of those guys. He, 
in some ways, uh, and this will make some people mad, uh, I apologize, but in some ways he reminds me a little bit like Davy Allison back in the day. Davy Allison was so very much a hands-on racer. He understood the race cars. He understood how what it takes to make them go fast. He communicated um, in a with a language that was more like a crew chief than necessarily a driver. Um, he even probably communicated with a language that was a lot like a car chief uh, than a driver. So he was all of those things wrapped into one. And that's a little bit like Kyle Busch. I mean, he, he understands all of this. He doesn't just drive the, the cars or the trucks. Um, you know, and for him to get the 100th win um, for Kyle Busch Motorsports, uh, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, so, uh, you know, I... I and I watched him. Um, he, I don't want to say he toyed with Corey Heim, but <laughs> probably I would say that he toyed with Corey Heim. Just a little bit in his own fashion and way. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Interesting as far as Kyle Busch, and we've we've had this discussion uh, talking to this uh, gentleman yesterday, Brian, uh, you know, long time, as, you, as are you, uh, NASCAR fan and historian, et cetera. But uh, he just said out of his own mouth, you know, I never was a Kyle Busch fan until he joined RCR. And I feel I have a Kyle Busch T-shirt, he said now. So, you know, well, I frankly kind of feel the same way. I, I, I would probably buy a Kyle Busch T-shirt, no doubt about it, because he is one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR history and affiliated with one of the greatest guys in NASCAR history, and that's Richard Childress. It would be interesting, and this is one of those things that we'll, we can talk about, but it'll never happen, and you can't—you'll never be able to truly un, to know the answer to this. But if those two personalities and those two skill sets and that kind of uh, motivation between Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Kyle Busch and the same in the same field. In at similar times in their careers, meaning the, the, in the prime of their careers, mm-hmm. holy smokes! What a what what a mess! Yeah, I, mean, I, I I don't I just I can't even because you know Kyle Busch has a little bit of that um, that Dale Earnhardt attitude, um, right. You know, they're very, you know, it's Dale, Dale Earnhardt uh, off the racetrack, completely different guy than than on the racetrack, or for that matter, anywhere near the racetrack. Um, you, you know, I think the big difference is when Dale Earnhardt went to the racetrack, as Kyle Busch does, they're going to work. Correct. They're not going to play. They're going to win. They're going to work. Yeah, and uh, and and that's the way. That's the attitude they bring with them, and certainly Never that's what the attitude that Dale, Dale Earnhardt brought with him. Yep, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Well, I know you're going to get to the other thing. one before before long, but then we'll, then we'll have a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's a possibility. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of conversations, lots of conversation about uh, last <laughs> week's race at Pocono. Uh, Kyle Larson. Here we I go. Had a good lead, and uh, I, I guess I'm just going to ask you. This is the second time this season that uh, Hamlin has uh, 
I, well, and, and, and Larson said it himself. Uh, he, he said, I got used up by Hamlin. Hamlin on his own radio show and, of course, interviews after that. I didn't touch him. I didn't touch him. Uh, you know, he should have lifted. But Larson was in the lead. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should have lifted. He's in the lead. Yeah. Uh, so those two don't go together. Uh, no, no. So it just, you know, and I uh, I hate to play favorites or, or any of that, and I hate to beat down on somebody, but, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin, I mean, he just does these things over and over and over again. And, th- you know, okay, if you do it, then in our interviews, uh, Randy, don't you think he should own up to it at least? Oh, I, I mean, there's – there's no doubt about that. I think that, um, uh, and I, Kyle Larson, you know, one of the first things he said when they threw a microphone in front of him was, you know, uh, that Denny Hamlin's always right. And so <laughs> that's, that's what he said. And I'm, I'm you know, so, so, but let me, let me, before I kind of answer that whole thing, I do think it's important to note that, um, Denny Hamlin, that was win number 50 yeah, for him. that's right. Uh, no championships. So I heard some conversation on TV about Hall of Fame career and all that sort of stuff. Mm, I mean, maybe. Certainly 50 wins puts you in a pretty elite category, uh, but no championships, uh, that's pretty tough. Uh, I mean... I, Somebody else, thankfully, will decide whether it's a Hall of Fame career or not. I think the thing that you said that I agree with is that, look, it is what it is. He, he wrecked, I mean, he, he essentially ended Kyle Larson's day, okay? Right. Um, it's, I've, it's kind of, I believe this about this whole, all these conversations. Ross Chastain, remember we started doing this more than a year and a half ago. And you you were you were challenging or talking about the way people saw Ross Chastain, and I said you you remember he just needs to own it, right? right. He just needs to right. own it, okay. Right. And and I think that there would be a whole lot better uh, acceptance of Denny Hamlin if he just owned it, but he always right. makes excuses for his behavior and he always criticizes everybody else's behavior. And and I I I think you know you I'm going to get probably blasted for this. I honestly believe that the racing at Pocono was hard racing. Yeah. And yeah. and it so is it did Denny Hamlin deliberately drive Kyle Larson up the racetrack? You bet your butt he did. Sure did. There's no doubt. He knew exactly what he was doing. It was hard racing. Is is uh, can Denny Hamlin be upset about it? I mean, can uh, can uh, Kyle Larson be upset about it? Of course. Could he have lifted? He could have. Should he have lifted? I don't think so. You know, the other thing he could, there's a lot of things he could have done. He could have turned right into his door. Right. He could have, he could have just cracked the throttle and, and, and hit him in the right rear quarter panel. 
Yes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he could have done. And, and I think it comes back to this. I say this all the time. It's the same thing. Is you you're gonna you've got to race people the way you get raced. And so I think if if you are racing Denny Hamlin and you have so you're Kyle Larson. So now we're going to Richmond, and it's a whole different world. It's a it's a short track, right? So mm-hmm. so now this is where a lot of those scores that have been kept through the year they get settled at a place like this. So if well, you're if if you're racing, Denny, you you know you know how you're gonna get raced. It's not a secret. Well that was my next question for you as a you know, former driver yourself for many years. I mean how do the rest of the drivers in the field feel about this individual? Because you're right, he's always and not just in Larson's case, but in many other cases and this year and in past years, always blaming somebody else, never owns up to it, and, you know, whines like a baby all the time. You know, I hate to say this in light of everything going on in the world, but I'm not sure if Hamlin's a boy or a girl sometimes. Oh, just, my gosh. <laughs> just well, that guy just drives me crazy. And, you know, and my, my guy that I was talking to yesterday brought this up, and he was just like red in the face talking about Hamlin, and you heard the fans uh, after the race yeah. as well. So anyway, well, I think, uh, I think that's really the issue, right? Is, is what, what do we think, you know, he, he, the fans have said, and they, they, they've, they've used their voice and they don't appreciate, I, I, I don't I, see, I don't believe the fans would be as vocal anti Denny Hamlin. My opinion, I don't believe they'd be as vocally opposed to Denny Hamlin if he just said, this is the way I'm going to race. I mean, i got X number of years left, whatever it is. I have a few more years left. I don't think he wants to say that, that number yet. And I'm going to do everything I can to win every race. And if it offends some of my, local, some of my competitors, and if it offends the fans, I'm sorry, but I am going to try to win every race I can. And if that means that... And I'm, that means I'm going to race hard, and if that gets folks upset from time to time, it is what it is. And if I get, if it, if it happens back to me, and I get upset, well, I think you'll understand. I mean, you got to say something like that, right? You just can't keep, you just can't keep doing, you know, it's always somebody else's fault, and, and everybody should yield to you. That comment about he could have lifted, no. That's the part <laughs> I, I didn't disagree believe it. with. Couldn't believe that one. Well, uh, it, like you said, it is what it is, and uh, uh, if he would have owned up, it'd be different. I mean, if you look at Chastain going back there real quick, because he's he has come out and said, "Hey, this was my fault," and you know, so on and so forth. So he at least owns it. Uh, anyway, moving right along. Speaking of uh, future for Denny Hamlin, it, it is. I just got press release yesterday that he will return to Joe Gibbs next year. Uh, still, some things to be worked out right off the release itself, you know, with um, with Hamlin being a team owner and all, there's a lot of other factors there, but it, uh, it appears that he will be back with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing next year. So sorry to hear that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> one, quick thing, one quick thing before we go to break. Oh uh, NASCAR is going to reexamine uh, as a result of what happened to Logano with the four flats and, and dragging the car off the track. Uh, ways to get cars towed to pit road, you know, uh, 
uh, Logano met with NASCAR and, and they, they did, they did talk about this and, uh, the fact that golly, there's, there's gotta be a, uh, some other ways, you know, Elton, Elton Sawyer was on Sirius XM talking about it. Uh, because obviously more damage is being caused, not to mention Logano said this being thrown around inside the car cause they're still in the cockpit. But, uh, as we have witnessed many times, Randy, NASCAR does figure things out to, to fix, but that's that definitely needs to be fixed. Well, I, you know, and I guess maybe, I mean, certainly any time a car is damaged um, by, um, you know, the safety crew, uh, that's that's a that's a tough tough task. I mean, that's you got to figure it out. I. And it might be might be that I'm just been oblivious to this, but I haven't seen this situation often. Um, you know, with this car this year or last year, um, so I don't really know what happened specifically in this situation. Is it a one-off? Is it is this happening more than any of us know? Um, it, it doesn't matter if it is just a one-off. It certainly need, you need to figure out why it happened in this case. Um, I'm not sure it's at, this, at the level of completely overhauling the process. Um, you know, one of the things as a driver, when you're when you have to go on the hook uh, to get back to the pitch, you want to get back there as fast as you can because you know you're losing laps while these guys right. are towing you around. Um, so there's that balance too, and 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 frankly, I just don't know all the circumstances that are, but you know. Joey Logano is a reasonably level-headed guy, and um, uh, and and so I think you got to listen to what he has to say for sure. No, not to mention a champion as well, no doubt about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We have some good news, no doubt about it, about NASCAR as we talk a lot about how the media views NASCAR. But we got some uh, we got some facts and figures here for you. We are brought to you tonight by Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep and Ram, Dodge Bush Beer, Daytona Beverages, Daytona On Tap, Solar Fit, and Southeastern Sports. We'll be right back. You're listening to Trackside with Randy and Terry. It's almost Bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold Bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold, Bush. Enjoy responsibly. Bush beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Daytona's Garage is a dream factory where the improbable becomes reality. Being a dream of performance, design, or style, we make the blank canvas of your vehicle into a personal masterpiece. Detail, commitment, and craftsmanship transforms your dreams into something enjoyed for the miles ahead. Simple to complex, we're devoted to putting imagination into your driveway. The Daytona's Garage. Your ride, our passion.
right, happy Friday to everybody as we head to Richmond tonight. Kicking off with Daniel Dye and the 43 here just in a few minutes. Um, so you definitely want to check that one out. It'll be on uh, Fox Sports 1. Uh, definitely want to mention again that Kyle Busch won the truck race last week. Austin Hill won the Xfinity race. So good stuff there. So Randy, the, the uh, cup race at Pocono uh, was up 8% over last year's uh this, this race was NBC's most watched cup race since 2019. So some good news in uh, uh, ratings right there. And then as far as uh, financial health, uh, Forbes did a, a uh, survey and review on it. Uh, and some interesting, just real quick facts here. In 2008, 130 of all Fortune 500 companies were NASCAR sponsors. In 2023, there's a portfolio of 58 deals led by Sunoco, an official official supplier, uh, and it's going across all three series since 2004. Its sponsorship is worth $26.25 million annually. And, uh, of course, Goodyear, uh, another big partnership, uh, Goodyear Race in Darlington will be named, named for Goodyear, of course. That's a $25 million uh, annual sponsorship and then uh, huge sponsor Xfinity, of course, uh, namesake for the Xfinity race and, and uh, second tier series, um, $35 million annually, uh, not to mention many other good things that are happening right there and new people coming aboard, etc. So, you know, contrary to what we try to get sold, the narrative that we try to get sold, NASCAR is quite healthy and growing. Uh, yeah, I think I think that uh, it's it's people. They only a lot of times they only go skin deep. Meaning, you look at the crowd in the grandstand and you say, "Oh, the attendance is down." Well, <laughs> what most people don't understand is most of these places have have um, they expanded way past when they were built, and uh, so the capacity has grown. And uh, there was a time when they attended. So, so you you don't you have to look at all this stuff in perspective. Um, I will tell you, having been in Pocono, and been in Pocono years and years ago when I still lived in Pennsylvania, and at other times throughout, you know, from then to now, the infield. I don't think there was a place to put another another camper or car in the in the infield in Pocono. I, I mean, none. The uh, the attendance. At the truck race was remarkable. Um, I uh, the the Arca race got rained out the night before, and so they started at eight thirty in the morning on Saturday morning, and I just knew there wasn't going to be anybody there, and that was completely wrong. Now remember, what's different about Arca is that they're now broadcast on Fox Sports One and Fox Sports Two, and they were uh, prior to that they a lot of the races were on MAV TV. So I I would say to you that yeah I mean uh, the Pocono event remember the other thing Pocono went from back to back dates remember where they had those two dates back to back down to one and so you you combine all those things together this is pretty special and to get that kind of TV audience um, numbers especially in the in the you know, and I, I realize that golf's golf, and not everybody's a golfer. But 
one of golf's major events, the 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 Open Championship, which formerly known as the British Open, um, was on TV. Uh, it was a chief competitor. Uh, so to get that kind of audience be up against some pretty big uh, big competition, and then you know you you your comments are far more big picture about uh, Fortune 500 companies and and uh, the sponsorships that they have, I personally believe at some point in time you got to go to, you, when you're looking at the Landmark Award, um, you know, at the Hall of Fame ceremony, somebody from Goodyear has got to be in the running at oh, some definitely. point. I, I just don't see how it, it's not possible. Um, so lots there to unpack, but, yeah, I, I will tell you the weather was, was great. It was cool, really neat to be in Pocono. Um, it was the, the Mattioli family has done a lot of, a lot of upgrades to the facility. Um, it looked fantastic. Uh, it, it was, it was just, it was a great experience. I mean, it is a very remote location and to see that many people in person and then to have that kind of TV audience, man, it just, that's just awesome stuff. No doubt about it. No doubt. Well, and let's just add some more icing on that. Um, uh, Andretti Autosports uh, is considering NASCAR involvement. You know, they're uh, they're trying to get squared away in F1 um, and then uh, moved to NASCAR by a, a major sponsor of theirs, Gainbridge, uh, with Spire Motorsports and NASCAR. Um, so, you know, there's another piece of the puzzle. And, and you look about the names and sponsors, you know, Michael Jordan, all these different uh, new sponsors that are new to NASCAR and uh, all the drivers, uh, you know, drivers coming from other sports and winning NASCAR races, all these parts and pieces just kind of goes along with what's being said from the ratings and Forbes and all of that. So, you know, what, what, a, what a cool deal to have Andretti Autosport involved in NASCAR. And it looks like that is a possibility. Well, and and it, it probably should be if you're you know it's uh it, it's it's like this uh, if you look at the ratings and I, these aren't my numbers these are the TV people's numbers you know go look at NASCAR ratings and go look at at uh, IndyCar ratings and and I'm not trying to pick a I'm not trying to pick a fight with IndyCar I'm just simply saying you know if you want to be at the you know in the top level in motorsports you got to think this is it. And I mean, and the numbers back it up. So exactly, exactly right, definitely. Well, we'll keep an eye on it as we always do for you and fun stuff. Speaking of uh, new developments here, Legacy Motor Club, uh, Jimmy Johnson and the team has named Cal Wells uh, the third as chief executive officer of Legacy Motor Club. So Calvin Cal Wells, you're probably familiar with this gentleman. I'm not. But he's the new C, uh, CEO at Legacy, so you know another another piece of that puzzle on that team over there. That's been a there's it, been an ongoing uh, you know it's just it's there's constantly stuff happening there, and um, I don't you know uh, I, I'm not I'm not familiar or don't know all the the ins and outs and what the what that means what what responsibilities he's going to have and. Uh, and or is there uh, is there uh, you know an ownership piece for him as well? I don't, you know I don't know all that. Um, so, um, but but he certainly.
been out for a bit, but uh, uh, that level of experience is tough. It's certainly difficult to uh, to replace, for sure. No doubt about that. Uh, they're they're definitely in it to uh, to get back in the winning game, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Jimmy's gone through some tough times here in the past couple of months. So, uh, thoughts and prayers to them, and we'll see how it comes out. Here's a good one, and you and I are, are fans, and we, we love the enthusiasm, and we go back in time and remember sitting at Daytona International Speedway, and the 22 was sitting there, and all the other drivers were getting in their cars, and where's A.J. Allmendinger? Uh, all oh, yeah. the great things that he came through there and has done so well and winning races. Um, for Richmond, he is, uh, someone else is going to qualify his car, and he is going to start last at Richmond so he can run over on Saturday and run the Road America race in the Xfinity series. So that was, yeah. you know, and he's, he's, uh, he's in the running. I mean, he, I think he's just, uh, I hadn't looked at it exactly, but just right below the cut line or close to the cut, the cut line uh, in, in the cup race. So he makes a decision to do this because he's quite good at, uh, at road racing. So that was an interesting decision. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's tough to argue with how how uh, what a good road racer he is, right? So <laughs> you got to try to accommodate that. Well, I would. Yep, no doubt. Well, we'll be rooting for him. And as we run out of time, ladies and gentlemen, we do go to Richmond in just a few minutes at seven thirty on Fox Sports One. You get to see the Craftsman Truck Series uh, go to town. Uh, Cup race Sunday at three p.m. That'll be on USA, as we said earlier. Fox Sports One for the truck race. And then Saturday, uh, Xfinity guys will be at Road America, and that will be at 3 p.m., and that will air on NBC. So a great weekend of racing. It is family fun night at New Smyrna Speedway. Five bucks, get the adults in. Kids under 11 are free, so get out there and enjoy uh, watching brand-new Mustangs hit the wall, possibly. Oh, my goodness. No telling what might happen, no doubt about it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we sure appreciate you being with us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on Trackside with Randy and Terry. See you at the racetrack, everybody. It's almost bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold, bush. Enjoy responsibly. Bush beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Daytona's Garage is a dream factory where the improbable becomes reality. Being a dream of performance, design, or style, we make the blank canvas of your vehicle into a personal masterpiece. Detail, commitment, and craftsmanship transforms your dreams into something enjoyed for the miles ahead. Simple to complex, we're devoted to putting imagination into your driveway. The Daytona's Garage. Your ride, our passion. 